People hold the Christian to a high standard. No matter what you've done, great, but one fall they remember. Six five two four. Witness protection, protecting the witness within. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. <laughs> the title of my message tonight is Witness Protection. Witness Protection. Protecting the witness within. Protecting the witness within. Why? Because they're watching. They're listening and they're talking. They're watching us, the things we do. They're listening to us, the things that we say. And they're discussing our behavior. The open verse comes from Isaiah 43.10. Isaiah 43.10, King James Version. And it reads, You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me, and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. Witness protection. The first thing that came to your mind, most of you, was the government protection. Witness protection is a program. Let me describe it. It is a witness security program known as WITSEC that provides protection for government witnesses who are at risk due to testimony they have given about a terrorist or criminal. Now, we're going to compare the, the government witness and God witness. First, let's start with the government witness. First, they are given a new identity, a new name, social, a new birthday, relocation, a new home, a new job, occupation, and a whole new region of the world to live in, whether it's in-state, out of country. They are alienated within society and forced to live out a lie for their own safety. Okay, now for the witness of God, God's people. First of all, we're under his divine protection. We identify with Christ. We're given a new name, the saints of God. We were born again with a new birth in Christ. We were relocated in heavenly places, seated in Christ Jesus. We are ambassadors for Christ, which is our new occupation. We are being transformed in the likeness of Christ. And lastly, we are separated from darkness to light, to live out the truth of Jesus Christ. So today we're talking about protecting your witness, protecting your reputation, protecting your godly character. Why? Because they're watching, they're listening, and they're talking. They're watching us, they're listening to us, and they're talking. First, let's define witness. It means to see, hear, to know by personal presence or perception. A second definition is to bear witness to, testify to, to give or afford evidence of. And whenever a police officer arrives on the scene of a, a crime and finds a victim who is unconscious or near to death, one of the first thing he asks, do we have any witness? 
Let's describe protection. Protection is the action of protecting or the state of being protected. Another word for protection is safekeeping or safeguarding. Safekeeping our reputation and safeguarding our heart. Now, Jesus is the ultimate, ultimate example to follow as far as witness is concerned overall. Now, Jesus came as the witness of the kingdom of God to be a witness to the world, showcasing God's grace. Jesus was absolutely the face of grace. We know as a child, Jesus was actively in the temple of God, discussing the law, being about his father's business. With divine purpose, he knew his past reputation would have an effect on his future reputation in his ministry. Therefore, Jesus had to do what he had to build and maintain his godly character, protecting the witness of the kingdom of God, because he knew what? That the Pharisees and the Sadducees would be watching, listening, and talking and testing him, seeking an opportunity to discredit his character and to tear down his ministry. So remember, saints, when you profess to be a Christian and to wear the big C on your chest, on your heart, we became what? We became a target of Satan and of the world. Once again, why? Because they're watching, they're listening, and they're talking. Now, before Jesus' fame was very famous, his fame came about, we had John the Baptist on the scene talking about Jesus and talking about what he's going to do. He set the stage for his reputation. And Jesus knew in order to be an effective witness, he had to what? He had number one, he had to walk in obedience to the word of God, to the word of God. He had to know it, he had to believe it, he had to walk in it. Number two, he operated in wisdom. You see, in the Bible, Jesus was seeking God on a daily basis, early morning prayer, spending time with the Father, getting wisdom from the Father to go out among the world, continue his mission. Number three, Jesus established his association, which is very crucial for anybody, any believer. Association does matter. Something about association that I noticed, he operated within three levels of association. Number one, he had the outer circle, outer circle association, which was the masses, the people that he talked to on a daily basis, the people that he healed the people that he rebuked the demons from, the people that he communed with, set an example, spending time with. He didn't really know them, but as part of his ministry was to go out among the masses. That was his outer circle. We all have the same thing when you look at it. We have three levels. The second level of his association is the inner circle, the inner circle, which was the 12. The 12 disciples was his inner circle, the people that for those three years that walked with Jesus and they talked with Jesus, they witnessed the things that he did, things that he said, how he acted with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, how he maintained the law, how he maintained his cool, the inner circle, Jesus' inner circle. And the next one is called the innermost circle. Innermost circle was Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John was chosen by Jesus to be the part of the innermost circle. On occasion, you would see that Jesus and his three 
were departing, go separate from the nine. On the mountain, in Matthew chapter 17, on the mountain, Peter, James, and John saw the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. They saw how his face shone like the sun and how his clothes began to be like radiant light. They also witnessed Elijah and Moses on the scene. They also witnessed a cloud come over and begin to speak. And God spoke, this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. So they witnessed the deeper stuff of Jesus. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane in chapter 26 of Matthew, the nine were separated. He took three to go pray. And we know the story. They couldn't hang in prayer. But they was there praying with Jesus. So they saw him transform. And they saw him agonize when he was awake. But Jesus took those three. So that was the three-level association that when we think about it, we have also the outer circle, the inner circle, and the innermost circle. To further go through what I just spoken about, I'm going to go into Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 16, NIV. That's Matthew chapter 16, verses 13, 16, NIV. And it reads, verse 13 says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea and Philippi, he asked his disciple, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Verse 15, he says, But what about you? He asked, Who do you say I am? In verse 16, Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah the son of the living God. Now, Jesus knew he was without doubt. At this point of his ministry, he had risen to great fame because of the mighty miracles he performed. In verse 13, Jesus asked the inner circle about the outer circle because he knew the people didn't know who he truly was. They didn't know fully who he was. And he knew that they would form their own opinion about him. Now, although in verse 14, Jesus was compared to some of the greatest prophets to ever live, would solidify his reputation, that was his main concern. His main concern was the 12. And it says he was concerned about his disciples knowing the truth without a doubt because they will live to become some of the greatest witnesses of the ministry of Jesus Christ. Witnessing. Jesus had to establish the witnessing of his ministry. Now, we're going to look at six type of witness, and this is spirit discerning, so you have to open up your spiritual ears, the six type of witnesses. Number one, we have the undercover witness, undercover witness. That's the lukewarm brother. He's playing both sides. On Sunday, he's in church. Monday morning, he's with the crowd. He's a Christian on Sunday, but the crowd don't know who he is because what? He can mingle with the church. He can mingle with the world. Undercover Christian. Undercover witness. Number two, false witness. That is that blind-hearted witness. He's knowing he know the truth, but insists on living out a lie. Now, he's very dangerous because he's willing fully compromising the word of God, which brings confusion to himself and to other people within the body, people who come in contact with. False witness. Number three, character witness. Now, this witness 
That is the, the mirror-reflecting witness. That is self-reflection. The question that you must ask if you are a character witness, what are we watching? What am I listening to? And what are the words that I'm speaking? Am I speaking life or death? What am I speaking? Next question is, what is the witness of your character? What is the witness of your character? Step outside yourself and begin to look at your character and see yourself and be true for yourself. Either it's reflecting the character of God or it's reflecting the world's character. Either or, no in between. Now, I'm going to give a testimony. We have a little fun with it. I want you to use your imagination. This testimony is about two co-workers. One named Lee. Give a name to her. One named Doris Jean. Now, Desi Lee is that devoted Christian. She come to work. Everybody knows she have a Bible. She listens to the gospel on the radio. She devoted. They come to her for advice. She have a standard. They know who she is. She's the one we go to. We need some encouragement. So we have Doris Jean, who's been convicted recently. Now, she rolls over to Desi Lee. Desi Lee gave us some advice because she wanted to know about Christ and she's feeling bad about being in the world and, and God's convicting her to come in. And she knows who to go to for encouragement and Desi Lee does that. She encouraged her. But a few weeks later, the supervisor wanted to have a Christmas party. And guess we want to have it at, at a nightclub. So he invited the whole shebang, all his people, all the employees to go to the Christmas party. So Dara Jean rolled in, because Dara Jean stayed in the world. She rolled in the, in the nightclub. But guess what? Who did she see? Desi Lee in the nightclub. And she began to wonder, why are you here? Why is she here? Why is she here? So she approaches Desi Lee and says, why are you here? I thought the people of God don't come to places like this. I'm confused now. And perhaps she lost her witness that particular night. Check your character. Do I need to go? How would it affect someone else? Because people hold the Christian to a high standard. No matter what you've done, great, but one fall, they remember. So people have a perception of who a Christian should be, and that perception based on the witness of Jesus Christ. The question is, well, Jesus has been in the club. So that's maybe her mindset. The next one, living witness. That's that faithful witness. That's that he's supernatural empowered by the Holy Spirit. He's like Apostle Paul. He's anchored in Christ, no turning back, steadfast, he's solid. He's living the word, he's living the truth. He's in prayer, he's worshiping, he's doing the things, stay connected to God. And we have another one, the fifth one, that at-large witness. That's the at-large witness, you know what at-large means. That's that person who has not yet surrendered their life to Christ, knowing within their hearts he's real. It's the same person who grew up in church, who did not yet commit, but he know that Christ is real. He know this within his heart. But because of something happening in the church, perhaps, tradition or someone says him something that he saw that displeased him, he left the church. It's hard to return for something that he witnessed. He's at large. That's that prodigal child. He's at large. The sixth one is the unrighteous witness. In Exodus 23.1, they speak about putting your hand with the wicked will make you an unrighteous witness. It's a person who is full of pride, non-repentful toward God, who is living in a bastard state, indulging in constant sin, whose heart has turned cold to the things of God. They are simply going through the motion, simply going through the motion, doing unrighteous acts and things, and hanging with those of the wicked. 
Those are the six witnesses. So in closing, one thing I want you to remember, the more fame and followers that you have, the greater the impact of your reputation and your character if you fall from grace. So be careful. Why? Because they're what? They're watching. They're listening. They're talking. They're watching us. They're watching the things that we do. They're listening. They're hearing our conversations. They're talking. They're discussing among themselves, the Christians and the unbelievers. They're talking. So the question is, what is your witness displaying to the world today? What is your witness displaying to the world today? Now, we all know that being a Christian comes with high morals and integrity. You may not get it the first time, but God doesn't give up on us. He won't give up on his people here that I just mentioned. It's always grace. It's always mercy. But we need to have a high standard when we come before the outer circle. We come before the inner circle and the most, most inner circle of our lives. So I want to say thank you for coming out tonight. I hope you enjoyed the message. Because, brother, you need the word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled Witness Protection, subtitled Protecting the Witness Within by Ringo Johnson. This message is number 6524. That's 6524. To listen to over a thousand free messages or to send this message number 6524 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers.